Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on State of the World, Ukraine isn't the only country partially occupied by Russia. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. It's Tuesday, December 19th. I'm Greg Dixon. Today, stories from two countries caught between Russia and the West. In a few minutes, the predicament of the former Soviet state of Georgia. First, Ukraine continues to battle Russia, but continued funding from the West is now in doubt. Aid to Ukraine remains stalled in the U.S. Congress, and a recent European Union vote for Ukraine aid failed. And Pairs Joanna Kakissis in Kyiv says the aid uncertainty is hanging over the holiday season. At a sparkly Christmas village in Kyiv, the ice rink is packed with bundled-up skaters gliding the holiday music. 40-year-old Andrei Maslinikov waves at his two young children. He's smiling, but he says he carries a constant fear that Ukraine's Western partners are losing faith in his country. Without their support, he says, 90% of these happy people skating today, maybe they will all be gone. Maslinikov and his family lost their own home nearly two years ago when Russia invaded their village in the now-occupied east. You feel the wound of this loss in your heart, he says, and you can see it on our faces. He works as a delivery man and donates a chunk of his earnings to Ukraine's military every month. Of course, he says this is nothing compared to the combined $115 billion from the U.S. and the EU that's now in limbo. Votes to approve the money failed last week in Washington and Brussels. At a Christmas market featuring Ukrainian-made products, a bearded soldier who works in reconnaissance is convinced the U.S. and EU will eventually come through. Sooner or later, we will have their support again, he says. For now, we will use the resources we already have more sparingly. The soldier only gives his first name, said he, for security reasons. He's shopping at the Christmas market with his wife and four-year-old son. My family was living in Germany, he says, and now they have come home to me. He says he's happy that Ukraine is now officially celebrating Christmas with the West on December 25th. Until this year, Ukraine had marked a legal holiday in January, according to the Russian Orthodox calendar. Kiev is now in the Christmas mood, as much as it can be, he says. We don't want everyone to cry in the streets and wear black armbands. Outside a shopping mall, a grizzled man in a knit cap sells Christmas trees trucked in from Denmark. It will be very hard for Ukraine to win this war, no matter how much money the West gives, he says. The man says his name is Alec, but he won't share his full name because he believes other Ukrainians will punish him for his beliefs. He says the West is weak. He says he admires Russian President Vladimir Putin. Russia invaded Ukraine, he says, but now Russia is fighting NATO. And he believes Russia is winning. 
Back at the skating rink, Andrei Maslinikov hugs his two children. His younger sister, Yulia Volkanova, takes photos of her 11-year-old son, Misha, as he skates by. She says Misha remembers the Russian attack on their hometown. The family hid in their basement for weeks before escaping to Kiev. She says Misha wants to go home, where he had his room, his books, his toys. But without the West's support, she adds, she's not sure that's ever going to happen. Joanna Kakissis, NPR News, Kiev. We'll be back in a minute. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Integrative Therapeutics, with vitamins and supplements previously available only through practitioners, including Cortisol Manager. Unlock your best self with clinician-curated supplements from Integrative Therapeutics, now on Amazon. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom-scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. These days, news comes at you fast. But the truth? Getting there takes time. There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet. Embedded is a podcast that takes the time to look beyond the headlines. How, how did this happen? How did we get here? With original documentary storytelling. Listen to NPR's Embedded wherever you get your podcasts. Georgia, like Ukraine, is a former Soviet state, and it is also partially occupied by Russia. Russia invaded Georgia in 2008 and still occupies 20% of the country. But the rest of Georgia remains open to Russians and Russian businesses, even as Georgia seeks membership in the European Union. NPR's Charles Maines tells us about Georgia's difficult balancing act. Here's the scene. In Georgia's resort city of Batumi, on the Black Sea, a packed crowd at a recent concert is watching the American band The Killers, who are killing it. Until they weren't. Observing a band tradition, Killers singer Brennan Flowers invites an audience member to join on drums. Randomly, he chooses a Russian. I don't know, you know, we we don't know the etiquette of this land, but this guy's a Russian. Are you okay with a Russian coming up here? Many were not, and the situation quickly turned ugly. You finished yet or no? You want to flip me up? You come up here. The killers had inadvertently stepped into a controversy that has roiled Georgian society for much of its history. How to navigate relations with their bigger and more powerful Russian neighbors. It's a debate that's grown only more acute amid the current war in Ukraine. The Ukrainian scenario is a copy-paste of what happened in Georgia. That's Nikolas Samkharadze, the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee in Georgian's parliament. He's also a member of the ruling Georgia Dream Party. He says the recent tensions with Moscow trace back to 2008, when Russian forces seized 20% of Georgian territory in a five-day war. The fighting broke out just months after NATO promised Georgia a path towards eventual membership in the military alliance. We learned that uh, when Russia invaded us, we, we stood there alone. Samkharadze argues NATO's partial embrace left Georgia vulnerable to Russian aggression, which in 2008 came without any real consequences for Moscow. Samkharadze says it was a bitter lesson for Georgia in big power politics between East and West. Yeah, we had the moral support from the West 
But three months later, it was again business as usual with Russia. And that's what can make this government's current policies somewhat confusing. Today, on the streets of Georgia's leafy capital, Tbilisi, Russians are seemingly everywhere. Many arrived in the days after Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine, fleeing possible military conscription. But Russians of all political stripes continue to enjoy visa-free travel to Georgia. Russian airlines restarted daily flights over the summer. Russian nationals can still buy property and easily open businesses. Russian tourism is booming. And Georgia, well, the government has refused to join the West in imposing sanctions on Moscow. In fact, trade between the two countries has only expanded amid the war in Ukraine. For us, our interests are the most important. Georgia is simply doing what's best for Georgia, argues Samkharadze, at least while the West is providing zero protections, military or financial, in return. So by imposing sanctions, we would never manage to hurt Russian economy. But what we would manage to do is to shoot uh, our own uh, foot. I mean, what's the point? Uh, if you cannot uh, harm Russia, then why, why should you harm yourself? Government critics and would-be challengers ahead of national elections next year say Georgia shouldn't focus so heavily on the past. Gigo Bokeria leads the pro-European movement for Liberty Party. I think our allies underestimated Russian threat, but does it change our, our choice to be part of that world instead of uh, totalitarian uh, dictatorships? Bokeria says the current government's decision to accommodate Moscow is hurting Georgia's long-term prospects, both with the EU and NATO. They are fundamentally exploiting the natural fear of our citizens of war and Russian aggression and trying to use that threat as a justification for distancing us from a free world. That includes mimicking what critics say are illiberal Russian-style policies at home on issues such as LGBTQ rights. Last March, the government also adopted a controversial foreign agent law that bore a strong resemblance to Russian laws that have been used to target government opponents and crush civil society. A wave of protests in the capital ultimately saw Georgia Dream rescind the bill, but opposition politicians like Yelena Khashtaria, who rallied the public against the law, say deep suspicions of Russian influence linger. When you need to survive to have the Western support, and you are taking the steps that actually go against Western values, go against Western recommendations, go against your own interests, then the question is why you are doing that. The European Union granted Georgia provisional candidacy for eventual EU membership, offering more encouraging assessments to Ukraine and another former Soviet Republic, Moldova. Hashtaria worries that under the current government, Georgia risks being left behind. For the first time in our history, Europe is watching and the West is watching towards this region. And at this very moment, there are doing whatever they can to miss this historic opportunity. This Georgian debate is unfolding at a moment when the region is in flux over Russia's war in Ukraine. The outcome of that conflict, more than anything, may ultimately decide tiny Georgia's future. And just how long Georgia's balancing act between East and West can last. Charles Maines, NPR News, Tbilisi, Georgia. That's the state of the world from NPR. And real quick, as the year wraps up, we're reflecting on how we grew this podcast in the last few months, and we want to say thank you for listening. There's been so much big international news this year, and that's almost certainly going to be the case in 2024. We're going to continue helping you to understand what's happening wherever world-changing news is unfolding. 
And we hope we can count on you to help do that work. So I want to say a big thank you to our State of the World Plus supporters and anyone who already donates to public media. Your support ensures that everyone has free access to reliable news, including those who can't afford to give this season. And to anyone out there who isn't a supporter yet, right now is the time to get behind the NPR network. Supporting public media takes just a few minutes, and it makes a real difference. So join NPR Plus at plus.npr.org, or make a tax-deductible donation at donate.npr.org. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer, no text messages to respond to, just your suitcase and an opportunity. The opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper. How to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit Podcast from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns & Foster. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at StearnsAndFoster.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Betterment. The emotional build of a will-they-won't-they love story is never chill, but your investing portfolio should be. Betterment is the investing app that lets you be totally chill about your finances. Their automated technology and tax smart tools are easy to set up, so you can focus on navigating any will-they-won't-they love stories that come your way. Betterment. Be invested and totally chill. Learn more at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed.